You're listening to the Scottish Football Forums podcast, the home of Scottish football banter. Good evening and welcome to the Scottish Football Forums podcast. Tonight we have the three wise men on. Uh, we have myself, John, we have Hamish and we have the other John. Good evening guys. Hello there. Evening. How you doing? I'm good, thanks. Good. You all set for Christmas? I'm good. Uh, yeah, almost all set for Christmas. I've got a big pile of presents wrapped next door. Uh, still a few bits and bobs to get, though, as always. Man, what, you wrap your presents at your that's all neighbours? <laughs> when I say next door, <laughs> I've been annoying them. Oh, right, OK. <laughs> so, uh, that's right, that's fair enough. <laughs> so... Uh, we'll see if Santa's kind to any of us anyway, that's going to be nice. But mind you, same for Hearts as well. Yeah, we uh, could do with three points desperately just now. D- talking of Hearts, the charity bet, they, they, I was going to say they let us down, but they weren't the only ones to let us down. Uh, they took the lead, was looking, uh, however, they get paid back. They drew 1-0. Dunn United, but maybe, well, we thought it was a pretty confident pick. They drew 0-0 to score 2-0. So, we should actually wait for three draws. I'd be laughing all the way to the bank. Alright, their luck there. We've only got one more attempt this year, I think. And yeah. first goal scorer bet. Next Spence did score first for Alloa, but he didn't score first in the, that one. I think the guy at McBookie must be saying all I want for Christmas is a win in the charity bet because we're not doing very well for them, are we? Well, that, I suppose though they don't need to pay out as much money. So they'll be, they'll be happy, yeah. happy with that. Bye. The guy at McBookie, he'll be driving home for Christmas quite happy. Yeah. If we don't get a if we don't get a winner last week. You think they would be quite generous to us and it's I mean, do they know it's Christmas? I'm not sure if they do. <laughs> um, <laughs> so Friday night, I suppose we should start there. Hamilton against Rangers. Yeah, I watched this on telly. I think Rangers were pretty dominant to tell the truth. Uh maybe a bit of shine taken off just later on in the game when uh Halliday had a wee moment of madness. Uh, which probably led to quite a nervy end for Rangers. Uh, just shows you're never too comfortable when you're 2 0 up. But all in all, I think it was still a pretty dominant performance from Rangers. Away from home as well. Yeah, it's incredible that Mark Wagner's gone through pretty much the whole season, um, not being able to score in a brothel, and then he scores twice. Um, and the first goal was a really good header. Um, you know, they were. Wondering if he meant it, I think he did. I think even Chris Sutton says he meant it. It was a really good header. Yeah, um, yeah maybe I think that's he did. He, back to form. Yeah. he seemed to make a difference yeah. last week when he came on. Uh, so it looks a bit like he's back to somewhere near his best. Very difficult yeah. to defend against when he keeps on cutting in from, uh, cutting in from the left. And he's he's uh, obviously uh, not played as much this season as well, has he? I think yeah, he did, he did have a couple of months out. Yeah. He's been in and out of the team, but for me, I just suppose it's probably a blue Christmas for them. Keep worrying, that's three on the spin. Yeah, and I think it's it's helped where Hearts and Aberdeen and St Johnston have kind of been dropping the points, which, you know, their last three wins in a row has elevated them up to properly second place. Aye. But ha- to Hall- be fair... Oh, you go. No, I was just going to say, I mean, to be fair to Matt Warren, he came in for a bit of criticism, and rightly so... Um, but after the Hearts game, he's made a couple of little um, personal and tactical changes by Brian Hodgson at right back and Tavernier further up the pitch. Um, and that's making a bit of a difference just now for them. 
certainly make it a bit more solid in midfield, whereby they're actually playing three guys that are going to be a bit more solid defen- uh, defensively, as opposed to uh, at times they were maybe trying to play Forrester in midfield as like an essential midfielder, which I don't think was working out for them. Aye, uh, they're certainly looking a bit, a bit more solid. What's that? Three in the spin they've won since the, yeah. the game at Tincastle. Yeah. Yeah, just as we're about to step into Christmas, they're stepping into a bit of form. Yeah, it's um, a good patch for them just now. Hopefully that'll end soon. For both our sakes. All three of our sakes. Yeah, well, both our teams. Aye. Uh, Hearts, I suppose we should move on to them. Hamish. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so. I was at the game. It was probably one of those classic games of two halves, really. Uh, Hearts looked quite comfortable in the first half. Got our goal. Uh, then Boban basically got himself injured, came off, and then from that point we just completely lost the game in the second half. Uh, but I would probably give credit to Thistle, were actually really quite good and came on strong. Uh, and if it wasn't probably for our goalie Hamilton, I think we would have lost the game. So at the end of the day, I was quite happy with the draw. Yeah, Patrick Thistle seemed to gather a lot of confidence when they scored equaliser, certainly. And yep. then it seemed to be a case of them getting cross out of the box and the hearts were struggling to deal with it. Yeah. It's Hibs playing uh-huh. as well that scored and then you had Callum Booth as well who almost yeah. got a winner for them as well. Yeah, exactly. He had a good effort. Um, so yeah, there was a lot of the hearts sort of boo boys came out as well already on Cathro's back which... A bit harsh, I just think. It? Well, I just think at this stage it is a bit harsh. He's, I think he'd only been there for 10 days uh, when that game was played. Obviously he had a defeat Against Rangers, but you know it's not unexpected at Ibrox. Uh, then he's drawing his next game. So again, I think Hearts were a little bit lucky with the results went our way with St Johnston uh, and Aberdeen not getting the wins, so it didn't highlight it quite as bad. It sounded quite, he sounded quite down in his post-match interview, um, Cathro. Um, he's obviously looking for that his first home game and get three points and off to fire, but. Um, second half of what I saw the highlights of sports scene it was all one way traffic second half and um, he's probably a bit downbeat about the performance but I'm sure he'll he'll yeah. learn and over time he'll get his own ideas across but can't get that in 10 days I think he yeah. caught with it I think, he, I think he caught with it quite well in terms of saying aye the fans booed but however none of us were happy about it because he, 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 he's obviously he doesn't want to criticise the Hearts fans because that would be would be very clever uh, so early on in the job however it was sensible enough to say, yeah, I was kind of disappointed. Yeah. Looks, so. I mean, he, he, he definitely did look quite uncomfortable uh, in the interview, but he's maybe not actually, you know, had to speak in interviews after games too much, so that's maybe a new experience for him. Yeah, I remember as well earlier on in the season when Richie Foran was doing it. It was kind mm. of similar, he kind of looked a bit down and yep. everything like that, so it's something that'll come in time. Uh, any kind of change in terms of style that you kind of noticed on Saturday? Mm. Not too much, but he did seem keen to try uh, and get Salmon and uh, Watt sort of on, uh, which the fans weren't too happy about because he did take off uh, Janssen, who was quite clearly our best player on the day. Uh, But I think he's just desperate to get these guys on and uh, get a bit of confidence back in them because there's definitely a bit of confidence lacking up front just now as far as those two are concerned. And then, again, the inconsistency for Hearts, but that's really been a problem for us all season, I would suggest. Posey will probably want to see as, as many players as they can before the kind of journey to kind of see what he thinks is required to strengthen. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, when you looked at our bench, we didn't really have that many options. We've got a lot of defenders. Obviously, got Watt and Salmon uh, and Muirhead are really our only other options in sort of midfield and and up front. So, kind of hoping he's got a few players earmarked from uh, possibly the his time at Newcastle that might be able to come up and I don't know a few loan signings maybe. Never know. You might end up with some players from La Liga. Yeah, well, that'd be nice. He could have what, another Wanjo, remember him, Hamish? Yes, yeah, Wanjo was great for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but yeah, it was, it was. we were all left quite disappointed, but at the end of the day, we did draw the match. At, you know, it wasn't a defeat, so it wasn't the end of the world. Yeah, yeah. Probably lucky. Partick that, could be for sure. Just going to say, probably lucky that Partick Thistle were not that clinical, because they, had, yeah. they certainly had kind of chances and just never took but, yeah, I mean that's um, that's probably going to be annoying if I'm Archibald's that they they're still bottom of the table, although they're not. You know, there's only like a handful of points between the bottom six at the moment. Um, it's probably that reason that they are bottom is the amount of chances that they're maybe not taking. Yeah, they're fortunate that Inverness are in such bad form as well, and actually Hamilton, even though Hamilton have kind of drawn so many recently, uh, they've not done so well. So no one's really pulling away. They're still, even though part of this have lost so many games recently, they're still having they could be a couple of wins and they could be up to mid-table. Uh, I uh, suppose it's very we, cutthroat down there. It is, yes. I suppose we should move on to, to Ross County and Aberdeen. Uh, again, speaking to the guys before the match, hard again to predict what Aberdeen team is going to turn up in terms of what the lineup's going to be, uh, whereas Proy and Last season, you could pretty much put the first time we touched on a wee bit in sports the last night. We've talked about it as well the last few weeks in terms of the chopping and changing, possibly not helping. Yeah, there's a lot of um, frustration from a lot of Aberdeen fans because uh, last Christmas we were um, still very much in a title race. And um, now this year, um, you know, when people are expecting... Oh, we were, I think most of us were expecting Celtic to pull away. But um, they've been looking to get second place and... Uh, this season, even ahead of uh, Rangers, especially ahead of Rangers actually, um, but the problem is that we keep changing the team, far too often we're, we're changing the team and we're making we're getting no consistency off the back four and the two goals that we lost were poor, very poor to be honest um, I've got to say what was, what was going on with the last goal Oh. Uh, uh, and what was Constantine doing at the back post? Uh, I think I think um, it was Stuart or Thompson that pointed out that he he seemed to be thinking that Kenny McLean was going to head that, but as a centre half, he should be taking command and saying, "I'm going to get this to wherever." But Absolutely. Was, even if he takes dreadful. out Kenny McLean, even if he was to take out Kenny McLean, like just deal with it. Well, it was yeah. Considine that was kind of on the line, wasn't it? So yep. he should have gone to attack the ball, and then he, he just ended up falling in the net. Even as well, with the, even as well with the first goal, Rondo would attack the ball. Everyone was just backing off, setting off, which is a frustration. I mean, Aberdeen, we do do that so much, just let mm-hmm. attacking players run at us. Uh, don't quite understand that. But I, through the boys, I know that the game was said defensively. Not just on that, those two occasions, we were pretty awful. There's a lot of chances, it seems, both sides. Mm-hmm. Um, that's right, your goalie had quite a few saves as well, didn't he? So, you know, it yeah. could, have been, could have been worse. Took, took the words out of my mouth, Hamish. I mean, once again, Lewis, when he's called upon, no. In fact, he probably kept the score down. He looked from the highlights I saw, um, the better 
our best player. There's the better chances for what I saw felt the Ross County. I know the stats said we had more shots, but um, that doesn't tell the whole story. And, um, it's just it's just so, so frustrating because on the weekends where, I mean, no disrespect to Ross County, but that was an opportunity for us to close in the Rangers and now we're falling a little bit further behind. Um, but credit to Ross County. I mean, they're good at digging out wins like that. And that's probably why they all end up being safe, I think, comfortably. They're in decent form, Ross County, to be fair. Mm-hmm. Aye, boys being back has been a big help. Aye. Uh, yeah, they're, they're, un, they're unbeaten in the last six games, actually. Uh, the, the thing, again, that strikes me is the amount of corners Aberdeen have had, and again, not making them count. Uh, 12 corners. Mm-hmm. You've got a lot of big players as well, and you've got guys that can take a decent corner as well, but it's, so you're it's obviously not. Something they've kind of kind of most of this season though it's a uh, lot of corners not really much coming out of set pieces again Niall McGinn kind of started on the bench came on made a difference in terms of scoring um, I, mm-hmm. I know that people are saying about kind of being rested but when maybe when we're not picking up the results I think you have your, you have your best players in the day yeah. one week it's one week it's Paula one week it's Burns one week it's Stockley really up front just cannot guess what's happening and, and again I just think uh, midfield very lightweight with Jack McLean and Madison Jack's maybe Jack, Jack's probably the guy in there that's most likely to make a tackle but even Jack it's, it's not something that particularly great at doing he's more wants to kind of slow things down play the ball he, he still just lacks yeah. someone in there that's going to just kick folk to be fair mm-hmm. yeah and that brings us on to um, the only consistency in McInnes' selection seems to be that the two stories are um, on the bench I mean, Craig would be ideal for midfield and no, the way Stockley, the Incons, Rooney's been hot and cold. Stockley still hasn't convinced anyone. My story should get his chance. I There's think got so. to be some time behind the scenes that's, um, you know, why McInnes isn't picking him. The, the one um, thing I do think about McInnes is he likes somebody, he likes a presence up front. Um, but why did he sign the story if he wasn't going to have him mm-hmm. featured at some point? I know that at times when he had had his chance, it's been quite often. It's been, but he is a striker. He offers something a little bit different. I still think. With the kind of style of play that we have, having another quick player up there would be would be great. Especially with Madison playing through balls and everything like that, very clever. I he's got you've got to think he's going to get a chance at some point. Yeah, you never know that there might be an injury or something that comes along that gives him that chance, and then he you know he might take it. The, the other thing going back to midfield and whether it's possibly an option. Anthony O'Connor was actually saying thought maybe he was going to play actually defensive. Whether he would just step in there and add a wee bit of steel though, or is it disrupts the defence? The defence is very much going to be your back four. However, it could be something to try, see what happens, because I, I do, I just think it might just lack it. It'll work against some teams, that midfield, but against teams that are a bit more physical, a bit more know-how, you're going to struggle in there. Aye, Motherwell and Friday away. Yeah. And I noticed on the uh, forum there was a few people questioning your manager. Is that... Would you suggest that's just? Yes and no. Um, I know it's stating the obvious, but I mean, a lot of people are getting a bit fed up with McInnes in terms of his um, his, his squad selections and they do see that we're falling a bit backwards. I mean, personally, I don't see the need for an immediate reaction right now um, because we're still in it, but we do need to start playing and um, picking up better results against the teams around us because this season um, we've lost twice the Celtic plus League Cup final. Um, we've lost lost one and one one against Rangers. Drew twice with St Johnson. Drew with Hearts. We need that form to improve if we're going to be um, second or third. That needs to improve drastically for me. I think that's an expectation of Aberdeen. I know that 
for a long time we've not had success, but there's still an expectation on Hamilton fans that we should be, be doing a lot better. However, you've got to think when McInnes came in, it's not as if Hamilton were doing particularly well. He he has raised expectations again um, mm-hmm. in terms of winning a cup final, getting to another cup final, second place the last couple of seasons. But I think he's earned the right to to have, I suppose, what you could call a bad spell. I think for mm-hmm. for fans to get proper on his back, I think it's a bit harsh. Yeah, it's fair enough to question some of his decisions. I think that, that's all right. For some, it would be a bit of a knee-jerk reaction. For, if it, I don't, and I don't think Mel, Stuart Mill will be thinking like that. I think it's just a bit of disgruntled fans that think that we should be, be doing a bit better. Uh, but the league is probably a bit harder this year, much as we, Aberdeen fans will not like to admit. Rangers are doing pretty well. Uh, I think the, the thought was that Rangers would struggle. And at the start of the season, they were struggling. I, that was quite quite pleasing for a lot of people not just Aberdeen fans I would dare say a lot of other fans are quite, would have been quite pleased to see Rangers struggle however um, what a month ago we were talking about Warburton being under pressure and all that he's come out of it quite well and I okay I McInnes under a wee bit of pre- pressure in terms of results but his ability to perform in the job but possibly it's a good to get back to basics get back to what Aberdeen do best which is mm-hmm. solid 4 2 3 one get the ball wide and see where that goes difficult because of our games as well recently, you're having to kind of change your team. But earlier on in the season, as many games you were still doing it. We're just trying to could be arguably trying to find the right formula this season. But the other thing is, I don't think Aberdeen suit a possession-based style of play. I think we're at our best when we're counter-attacking, uh, and the quick players like McGinn and Hayes can have an influence. I I think getting back to that kind of style would be the thing to do. However, I suppose again. There's an expectation when you're at home, but the expectation is certainly at home that Aberdeen are the ones that uh, are in the forefront on the attack, but you can adapt your tactics maybe to, to make sure that there's situations whereby uh, you are effective on the counter-attack. I thought you were going to say there that Aberdeen should be lighting up the stadium when they're at home, but I can't even do that. <laughs> no, it was a silent night that night when the game finished early. Yeah. Uh, but moving on, Celtic I suppose. Celtic did indeed a good result for Celtic. Not as comfortable as it has been previously for them, but they got the win. Yeah, I mean, from what I saw in the highlights, Dundee actually did do okay, and you heard Hartley afterwards um, was relatively pleased. Uh, obviously, another goal for Griffiths. He's walking in there just now. Um, but I, I thought Dundee were actually quite good, which worries me because Hearts are playing them this weekend. Aye, well, Griffiths has just kind of carried on where Dembele, what Dembele was doing. The belly was gonna do pretty well goals wise. The, the Celtic are someone that's working, rotation's working for them. Well, I was gonna say as well, they they had the luxury there. Uh, they made five changes, playing Christie, Mackay, Stevens, Bitton, Gamboa, and Izagiri. So almost a second string sort of half team, and they're still getting the result. Yeah, so that's something whereby it's working. It's working for them. However, other clubs, it's not working. So, they Celtic just have that much quality. Yeah, Celtic just get too much quality. I mean, um, Ryan Christie, for example, he came in. He'd be a, a shoe in for most of the clubs in the league. Um, but Dundee were very unlucky not to get a draw. You know, a couple. They had a couple of really good chances after Celtic went two up, and that chance that was it El Kirkway at the end. Yeah, oh, back uh, to yeah, Back to you, sorry. Yeah. But he should have really scored himself, but he also yeah. could have just passed it to the, his guy that was just outside him. Um, so, they could, yeah, they could have, nicked, could have nicked a draw in the end. But I think as well for Celtic, Sinclair's now back as well, so 
doesn't bode well for the rest of the league really when you've got him back in the team and then you know there's arguments whether Griffiths or Dembele should be playing it's, it's all good for Celtic yeah and they've just shipped out Commons on loan to to Hibs you know they maybe, can afford to do that <laughs> maybe maybe uh, Brendan Rodgers is just trying to wrap Dembele in Cotton Wheel and make sure that nothing happens in the January transfer window. Yeah, yeah. Plenty of clubs been been watching them supposedly, and then he's been voted was it French under twenty one player of the year, which you compare some of our French young French players, there's Usman Dembele at Dortmund, uh, like a Marshall at Man United, so I mean, it's, it's a pretty good company there with the other youngsters that, about in France just now. Mm-hmm. French interest. And then you look at it like so even players that can't even get in the squad at Celtic. Forrest wasn't even in the squad, I don't know if he's in, got an injury again, but just far too many options. Yeah. I was looking at some of their stats as well and they're getting two point eight seven points per game. So if they carry that on just now they'll end up with hundred and nine points. Which bizarrely as well is exactly the same as their goal average per game. Two point eight seven goals a game. Well they've only dropped points in the Just a wee bit Inverness. of stat over you though. Inverness game, wasn't mm-hmm. it? Yep. Yeah, that's the only game, and they should have been out of sight in that game. That was when Fawn Williams had a an absolute blinder. So it's safe to say, I think Celtic have almost got the league wrapped up at Christmas. Aye, but they've still got two games in hand, so if they win these, the two games in hand, they'd be, oh, they'd be out of sight. 50, 17 points clear if they win those two games in hand. It's crazy. We're not, we're not even halfway through the season. I know, why they'll be rocking in the... Christmas Street Celtic part right now with that big lead. Aye. <laughs> right. um, the only other thing maybe I wanted to mention was Kilmarnock, Koulibaly. Again, a bit of brilliance, however. We touch a, we touch yeah. a, the hand. Basketball star. <laughs> Again, I think it'll be interesting to see whether they can hold on to him in January. Yeah, I, I think I highlighted at the start of the season he's a good wee player and he's a goal scorer. And, you know, he's been doing that and a relatively pure Kilmarnock team so I think he is a player that's got a bit of potential he was your one to watch wasn't he yep. how many goals that he's on for the season is it 11 yeah. it's a decent return so far after 5-6 months probably more than half of them are quite spectacular goals as well uh, he's a good to be player it's nice having players like that in the, the league entertainer he's an entertainer anyway. yeah yeah. you need someone different but credit to Inverness for um, coming back and nicking the point um, they would have needed that otherwise I think they might have went bottom yeah they're really struggling this season you know whether the big yogi had them doing well so they move yeah I think the thing is as well is that every year they kept trimming their squad no matter how well they were doing so it was just the obvious things came to head and for them was a cheap option um, it was always going to be tough because again they're having to rebuild and rebuild I think most clubs have to rebuild though in Scotland mm-hmm. each season so but it's, yeah it's foreign's first job which makes it a bit more difficult but uh, they're, they're still they're still in in a fighting chance of avoiding relegation but at the moment they, I, they certainly are like one of the favourites for, for relegation mm-hmm. there was a wee spell whereby they'd, they'd hit a good run um, but yeah recent weeks has, has not been too good and it comes down again to lack of goals goal scoring options in that team yeah uh, do you want to touch on Malky McKay? Getting the, the job with the SFA? I, I said all I had to say in my, my blog last week. Um, I think it does set a bit of a bad example. I mean, what I will say, as I, as I mentioned in, the, in my piece with it, um, 
the incident happened a couple of years ago and he shouldn't be tarnished for life. He should get another opportunity to manage again, but not at that level. I just think that's too high profile job um, for something that's still a bit raw in people's mind. Do we know what the job actually is, though? Well, like, for, for, what he actually does day to day. I'm not sure the SFA knew. <laughs> I think they want him to be doing things in the background in terms of improving the, the whole structure of Scottish football. However, is it going to be a case that he's just going to be a yes man? Because it seemed to be maybe previous guys kind of challenged a wee bit what was happening. Well, I know Mark Botter did, and that's why he ended up going, because he wasn't able to get through to some of the coaches who were resistant to change. Whereas Brian McClare was almost too much of a yes man. Um, so, it'll be interesting. I mean, I've got, I'm always cynical about um, these appointments right now, but then I'm cynical about the SFA for a lot of reasons. I, I know there was talk of like the underwater, the, the academies came in, whereby it was almost like kind of centralised system. There were so many kind of academies. There's talk already of trying to reduce, uh, mm-hmm. so that there's less kids getting into these academies. I don't know. It's like they start something and then go, it's not working, but they've not given it time to actually fully work, I don't think. Who knows? Is, is, it, is it even a job that's required? Should it not just be up to maybe the, the, Scot- the Scotland manager to kind of maybe do that? Big knows. I think, I think the problem, the, 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 big, the biggest problem, to be honest, is that you know we need all our clubs pulling in the same direction and our clubs couldn't be any further apart. Um, nothing's changed in Scottish football these last 25 years. You've got the old firm who, no matter how much people try and deny it, they still want, if they get the chance to go to an Atlantic League or England, they're jumping. Um, yeah. And it's like we're trying too hard to keep two teams that don't want to be there, you know, to please them. Um, they've, got too, they've got too much then, influence as well. Because yeah. you, on the agenda again, there's the talk of the, the Colt teams. And it's always Rangers and Celtic that I mentioned. No other teams I seem to have mentioned. It's always Rangers and Celtic. It's just, I mean, but then every club goes into these meetings with, um, you know, what's in it for us, not not a case of what's best for Scottish football. And there's a lot of teams get out of it, so it's not just Celtic and Rangers. Like, um, other teams have been guilty of, you know, voting for themselves and not thinking of the greater good of the game. It's like turkeys at Christmas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think a lot of them are away in a manger or away somewhere else. Yeah, but getting aside from what Malky McKay, you know, controversially said in his text messages or whatever, I think he did actually do quite a good job when, you know, obviously he was at Watford and Cardiff. So you know, he's, there's certainly something about him. Yeah, that was as a football manager though. This is a, a completely different type of job. Yeah. Um, I, I, there was an article on BBC though about how he was when he was his time off football he was away looking at managers in other areas not just football like and different things like that I don't know if you've seen the article um, so he was doing that and then alongside that he was going and watching other sports teams as well not just football teams but the San Diego Chargers American football team so he's obviously not been idle he's been away trying to learn and develop himself so who knows I suppose let's just, maybe we should reserve judgement until we see what he does yeah, yeah we'll see how he goes he needs time to do the actual job, whatever that job specification actually is. Yeah. Uh, predictions, I suppose. I suppose we should move on to them, eh? Yeah. Uh, we've got a, a kind of strange situation whereby, yeah, we've got four games on Friday night. Yeah. Celtic uh, are actually playing tomorrow night, though. Aye, I know, but that, we're not bothered with that, because that's 
no bother predictions for that. Just do the, do the weekend fixtures. I mean, they, uh, if you want to start, though, but Celtic and Partick Thistle, Celtic have won the but doesn't really. Um, but yeah, Friday, TV game, Motherwell, Aberdeen, BT Sport. Yep. Supposedly the weather's to be rather unpleasant on Friday. A storm is brewing. I was just going to say as well, just before we go on to that, have you guys been watching the... Uh... You know, the Scottish football programme on BT Sport just before the live games, Scottish Football Extra. Nope, I've not sure. had the chance. I've seen the odd, I've seen the odd snippet of what um, yeah. Chris but I've not seen yeah. the actual preview. Yeah, it's, it's good. You know, they're, they're given, what, half an hour before the game to go, you know, in-depth and do interviews with people and stuff. It's, it's fun, it's good, and it's good to see, you know, I'm taking an interest in it. Yeah, they're giving it a proper chance, and like um, their their rivals, who let's be honest, can't give two hoots um, yeah. um, unless it's a, a certain game. Correct. Yeah, uh, but yeah, odds for this game: Motherwell are nineteen to five, the draw is fourteen to five, and Aberdeen are three to four. Uh, Hamish, I'm going to go. I'm going to go with you guys here, albeit that I think your defence is leaky. So I'm going to go away win, but two one. You guys really need a win here. Yeah, I think we all win 2-1 as well. I can't say I'm overly complex. Mother will um, do like raising their game against us sometimes. There's, there's bitters between them and us. Well, certainly with their fans, but um, I think we'll just win. I'm going to go 2-1 too. <laughs> See what I did there. <laughs> I, st- I, I wouldn't be confident I put him in the charity bit, however. No. Um, I feel number one, John. You know that. Yes. Uh, Dundee versus Hearts. Dundee are eleven to four, draw is five to two, and the Hearts are twenty one to twenty. Uh, John, what's your thoughts on that one? I mean, Hearts form's been a bit indifferent since they played um, Rangers of, um, at the Ten Castle, and they've conceded a few goals. I'm going to go with. Uh, I'm going to go three two Hearts. Three two Hearts. You're going for a a goal face. Yeah, I think Hearts right now are certainly a good bet for both teams to score right now. They're conceding a lot and they're scoring a lot, although yeah. not many from their actual strikers. Well, yeah. And the, I, the opposite of that, though, is that Dundee aren't scoring a lot and they aren't conceding a lot. Yeah. Hearts have been, Hearts have been you know, involved in quite a lot of high-scoring games away from home, recently, apart from when we go to Agro. I'm going to go with my boys, though. I'm going to take Hearts to win, yeah. I'm going to go 2-1 for Hearts. They've only won one in the last six away. Well, this will be the second one in seven. Uh, I am going for Desmond on that one. Um, next up, Kilmarnock against St. Johnston. Kilmarnock are 13-5, draws 5-2, and St. Johnston are 11-10. Uh, we start for this one. Well, two starts. St. Johnston have drawn the last three away matches in the Premiership, and there have been under two and a half goals scored in Kilmarnock's last five. So with that, I am going for 1-0. I've got exactly the same written down and your stats back that up. St. Johnston have been drawing a lot of games. Yeah, I'll go with, um, I'll complete the hat-trick 1-1. And then, last up on Friday, there is Ross County against Partick Thistle. Uh, Ross County 23-20, the draw is 5-2, and Partick for 12 to. I'm going to take Ross County to win this 2-1. I think there's going to be goals in this. Um, I think it'll be 2-2. Two, two. Desmond? Yeah, I'm going to go with Hamish. Uh, yeah, I'll go for 2-1 as well. So, I don't know whether there's anything in particular that stands out there from there that day, but we've on to Saturday anyway. 
two half twelve kickoffs against Rangers against Inverness. Rangers are one to two. Inverness sits to one. The draw is seven to two. Uh, John, I think Rangers will win comfortably, um, and I think they win three nil. I'm gonna go three. I'm gonna go three one, Josh. But I think I think it will be a comfortable win for Rangers. But that defence might make some slip up at some point. It's almost like you read my mind. That's what exactly what I was gonna say. Rangers three one. I can't see them keeping a clean sheet because of the defence. I think uh, so. Yeah, three one as well. And then Hamilton versus Celtic, who obviously played last midweek. Hamilton are fourteen to one. Draw is eleven to two. Celtic are two to nine. Hamish. Just cannot see Celtic losing. Uh, I'll go three one for Celtic. Then um, I'm going to go with tighter when I think it'll be two one Celtic. Aye, two one as well. I think Celtic. So anything out of Premiership fixtures that stands out, apart from Celtic, I'll point back and Celtic at two to nine. That's not happening. I I think. Don't was... When was the last time we actually got a uh, got a result in this charity bet? I think it was last Christmas. Last Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> um, what I was thinking was taking Rangers and Verness game to be over two and a half goals. Also taking Rangers to win the game and Celtic to be half time and full time winners. All of that would. Return £51, 41 pence. Can you do that all right then? Would, I, would that have the, the over two and a half goals and... Yeah, I punched it into my book here, I don't So, you think, right, that is. The game over two and a half goals, that's... What was the odds for that, did you see? Five to six, I think it was. Five to six. And Celtic, you were thinking half-time, full-time? Yeah. And that was... Tw- 20 to 23. And then did you just have Rangers to win, was it? One to two? Yeah. So I don't know where I want to put in this, the same for like two bets for the same game, I don't know. Though it does look kind of decent enough. What do you think, John? I think anything that's um, a, a decent odd to try to get as a victory. Um, you know, they're probably going to sound, they sound probably as good as anything, to be honest, the way our luck's been. I am happy to, happy to go with that. Nah, you yeah. Just kind of, yeah. Right, okay. First goal scorer, do we want to stick with Spence? Or do you want to look at someone different? The one I looked at was Livingston against Queen's Park. Livy are doing really well just now, and the guy Liam Buchanan is, is their main man. Yep, let's go for that. We'll get odds for him later on in the week. So, I think that might be it for the night, unless there's anything else. No, I'm good. So, oh, okay. that's, that's good for us this week. So, alright, all I've got to say is Merry Christmas, everyone. When it comes. Yeah. Have a nice Christmas everyone. Thanks for listening. Yeah, Merry Christmas. Night. Good night. Cheers guys. Good night.